I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. It's about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Join movement expert Aaron Alexander as he dives into the minds of the foremost innovative healthcare thinkers and movement masters on their approach to optimal health and wellness. Align podcast. When you will, you grit your teeth or clench your fists. When you endure or control yourself, you pull yourself together physically, and therefore you get uptight. You hold your breath. You do all kinds of muscular things to control the functioning of your nervous system. And none of them have the slightest effect on the proper operation of the nervous system. If you stare at things, you will rather fuzz the image than see them clearly. If you listen intently by concentrating on muscles round the ears, you will be so much attending to muscles here that you won't hear things properly. And you may get singing in the ears. Welcome back to the Lime Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. In today's beautiful episode, I got to have my man, Mr. Carl Pally, back on the program for the second time. Um, Carl is the writer of the book Freestyle. He is overall an inspirational character to be around. Um, tremendous mover, elite-level gymnast, uh, grew up in Spain, traveled all around the world, teaching his movement programs, and uh, just really an inspirational guy. I really value his time, and uh, I know you guys are going to enjoy this conversation. We get into all variety of rabbit hole relating our movement our psychology back to wolves in Yellowstone National Park Uh, we get into this body-mind connection uh, get into actionable tips on how to make our bodies and our minds function better Uh, really good stuff hope you guys enjoy it's I wish happiness and health for everyone who surrounds me so good it was never about me because I knew that if you were happy, that person was happy. Happiness is relative. Of course, we can talk about that. We can go deep into that rabbit hole. And healthy, I was okay. I was going to be fine. Thank you so much for tuning into the website, aligntherapy.com. That's A L I G N therapy.com. On there, you can find yourself the show notes <clears throat> for each and every podcast. Anytime we mention anything relevant, books, names, ideas that can be Googleable, we will link all that back at aligntherapy.com slash podcast. Um, thank you so much for that. I got a quote from. This is, again, Moshe Feldenkrais. Uh, it goes a little bit something like this. Nothing is permanent about our behavior patterns except our belief that they are so. We, Our physical structure is a manifestation of our mind, of our thoughts, of our perspectives. Um, our belief systems dictate the direction that we go, where we arrive, and uh, I think also our physical posture. So uh, we are more malleable than what we give ourselves credit for. Uh, Thank you so much to Ample Meal for supporting this podcast. Ample Meal is a bottle of deliciousness. All you do is just add water or milk or whatever you're into. Inside there, you get all the healthy fats from macadamia, coconut, chia seed. It has collagen, various different types of fiber, chlorella, wheatgrass, barley grass, probiotics. It is truly legit, really energizing. It has gotten me through many a conference and uh, greatly appreciate those guys. So you can get yourself 
15% off. I'm recording this outside my, my stoop here in Venice. Maybe that was not the wisest decision. That was a classic, classic vehicle that just went by. Uh, so you can get yourself 15% off <clears throat> at uh, amplemeal.com. Use the coupon code ALIGN, A-L-I-G-N, and get 15% off on any purchase. I wanted to thank you guys so very much for utilizing the Amazon affiliate link on the right-hand sidebar of the podcast page. Anytime you buy some crap off of Amazon, thank you for buying your crap through that link. Bookmark that little thing and uh, give it to your friends, family, whatever. It's a beautiful, free way to support this podcast. It takes directly out of Amazon and puts that towards the Align Podcast uh, Foundation here. So thank you guys so much for that. Greatly appreciate it. I will be headed up to Seattle tomorrow for a few days to teach at the uh, Ancestral Health Symposium. So if you guys are out and about, come check that out. Rob Wolf and all sorts of great folks are going to be up there. So that would be definitely be a hoot. Um, you can follow along on Instagram at Align Podcast, all the random little shenanigans that we get into. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Here we go. Back to the shizzy, Mr. Carl Pallet. Align Podcast. So what happened with the your Catholic background? What at what point did, did it become less Catholic? I mean, I I, I never had a ca- Catholic background. It's just I went to Catholic school because that was the only good school in Spain at the time. Oh yeah, like, in Spain that I could go to, and uh, that's where my parents sent us. And uh, it's just one of those things. You you go to Catholic school, there are all these uh, nuns there, and then you realize why are the nuns pulling my ears so hard? That it's making my ear crack, right. and these kids are crying, and they're punishing us, and everything is based on fear. And here's the body of Christ, and here's his blood. Drink it. Drink that shit. You drink that shit. It's like, <laughs> oh fuck, you're crazy. You're crazy. Have and, you been to the the various museums? I'm sure you. So you've you lived in Europe for how many years? I, Twenty years. Okay, cool. Yeah, most of your life. Uh huh. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. So I just did like a trip, and I recorded podcast sounds throughout various different parts of Europe, a bit of Africa, and. I went to oh, sick. all the different museums. So I went to the Louvre. I went to just like all the different spots. Uh-huh. And uh, there was one specifically in Italy. It's like Venice, I think. And the Mac of, the, I don't remember what it's called. But it's like this big, everyone's so, you have to go, you have to go. And then you get in there and it's just bloody Jesus images everywhere. Because during that time frame in the Renaissance, it was like most of the money was, they were, you know, artists were being commissioned to, make paintings about Jesus. Yeah. So that whole time frame was just focused on this, you know, yeah. the blood of Christ. Uh, so when did you come back here? What was your, uh, what was the deal? How did you make it to the, across the pond? I got back to the U.S. in 2004 because I was studying environmental science in Spain. I had just been in Singapore for a while and uh, I had broken up with a girlfriend, and I was like, ah, I just need to get out of here. And I thought, I want to go back to the U.S. and see what's up with that. So I took a internship slash job uh, doing research at the Marine Mammal Center here across the bridge in Sausalito. Oh, cool. And uh, I was taking care of... Uh, Sea lions and uh, perfect feeding them. That's exactly what I would have guessed. Yeah, totally. So that's kind of what I was doing at the time, and uh, that's what got me back. And in the process of doing that, uh, I was like, "Oh shit, I don't want to be cleaning up sea lion poop and uh, fighting to get funds and writing grants uh, for this." 
it just didn't feel right to me. And I, I said, I, I will make a lot of money one day, and then I will put together a team that is self-funded to take care of those things. So one of the branches that I'm going to tackle eventually is the environment. What's, what, where's the, the passion for all that come from? I mean, it's like, duh, like, what do you mean where to come from? But like, yeah, <laughs> there's yeah, some yeah. specific. Do you know where it started? It, it started when I realized that I, I loved skiing. And when we went on this little ski trip with my family to Sierra Nevada in, in Granada, Spain, mm -hmm. uh, my dad got this footage of me just kind of like, uh, carving down the hill and there was a moment where uh, the snow just kind of like sprayed out a little bit and when I saw that played back I did that frame by frame and I thought that was the coolest thing hmm. and I wondered how is it possible that nature and our interaction with it can provide such beauty I was just fascinated by that thing yeah and then uh, fast forward a couple years, uh, my sister had a friend from Spain who uh, went to school in the U.S. He studied environmental science. He was a snowboarder. Uh, he, he was a, a windsurfer. And uh, that's what he kind of did for a living. He was like, yeah, I just go places. I do a little research, and then I windsurf, and then I go another place, do research, and then I snowboard. And I was like... Dude, I want to be that <laughs> when I grew up. So that's why I actually decided to study environmental science. Yeah. But it, it all kind of started coming together where it's like, okay, there's, there's something about being in nature that's important to me and seeing the beauty of nature and interacting with it that is also important to me. It feels good, feels right. The, where I, I, I found some dissonance was that I, I wasn't passionate about the technical work that went on right. within that industry, if you will. Yeah. And, and I'm calling it an industry simply because uh, it is one. <laughs> yeah. But it, but I think that's where I felt a little bit like, uh, this as a business doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I was listening on the way down here. I was listening to this uh, podcast and they were, they were talking about the effect that wool is, this is a tangent, but, uh -huh. but here we go. Hey, sides so, are good. Yeah, that's good. So, so the effect that wolves had, they, they were like taken out of Yosemite National Park, I believe it was. And uh, for something like, oh no, it might've been, I forget which part, let's call it Yosemite. They're, they're, but they're out for about 70 years. I think I know what you're talking about. And then they reintroduced the wolves back to the park. And then all of a sudden, it started creating this huge change where the, the reason was was uh, the deer were like becoming too much or something. And then they ended up hunting the deer. Now the deer went away, and that started affecting the uh, foliage and such around mm -hmm. rivers. All of a sudden, that started to grow. And all of a sudden, you know, beavers started coming. Yeah, there was and, like, less erosion. Birds started coming. Yeah. And then eventually, the impact, the big, like, you know, the fun moral of the story was the wolves ended up impacting the direction that the rivers took, mm -hmm. which is just like mind blowing. When you start thinking of the little impacts that, you know, we or like the butterfly effects mm -hmm. that are We're always all a catalyst to something. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> which is awesome. And, and honestly, that's the only reason I'm here. It was Yellowstone. Oh, was it? I think okay. it was Yellowstone. Okay. Well, see, that's that. The realization that you can be a catalyst like the wolf was for Yellowstone and the reintroduction of the wolf is you are that. And when I say you, I mean everyone. Yeah. We all are that. And it's taking ownership of who you are mm 
in order to become the catalyst towards something you have no clue what it is. But that chaos that brings some sort of balance is part of progress. And whether you can see it or not, that's what I think we're here for. Yeah. And taking ownership of becoming the catalyst, becoming that wolf, becoming part of the reintroduction, facilitating that process. That's what this whole weird conversation yeah. <laughs> is all about. And that's what's so cool about it. Yeah. Have you, are there any definable wolves that you found in your life to redefine the, the shape of the rivers? Uh, my parents, you know, like if, I, if I'm Yellowstone, yeah, right, you are Yellowstone. <laughs> I'm Yellowstone, <laughs> my, my parents facilitated with knowledge, information, experiences, trips, uh, through their behaviors and their actions. Uh, yeah, the, everyone you touch is an influencer mm. and is a catalyst to some sort of change. And you are the sum of everything you know, everything you've done yeah. up to this point. So, yeah, starting with my mom, I guess, who was carrying me and then my dad and everyone else in my family, for sure. You take on a perspective that um, we share, which is I think it's really cool. You're one of the few people that I, I, I hear vocalizing it, which is this... I don't know if you use the language of the emotional component of fitness and movement and such, but language around that, you know, it's like really enjoying yourself in the gym or really it's like getting down to the, the reason that you're doing anything in the first place. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we, th maybe we think we know why, but like maybe there's deeper underlying reasons that you always need to maintain a certain level of muscle or maintain a certain, you know, is that something that, is that... Has that been an obvious thing for you for a while? Or is that something that's been coming more apparent in the last recent? It's been obvious uh, my whole life. I just wasn't able to articulate it. And when I tried or attempted to articulate this back in the day, uh, I it, it was very dismissed or I had a lot of pushback. And the reason being is there's this notion within performance that you need to be strong, yeah. right? And and they define strong a certain way. You you need to be fast. Uh, you need to be hard working. And it's like, who fucking says? Yeah, I'm very fucking successful. Yeah, at what I do, and relative to other people, I'm not as strong. I'm not as fast. I don't perform as well. I don't look as good. I don't have all those assets that you whoever you are, are measuring uh, my performance uh, by. And that's when I realized there's something about being able to measure performance through feel that is an indicator of where you're trending and who you are becoming. And I think that's something that Logan actually, uh, he loves to ask that question, who are you becoming? Yeah, right? Right. I think he feels like that's a very... Uh, Logan Gilbrick, we're talking about at Deuce Gym. He, that's a very relevant question. And if you are lacking the awareness to begin to sense who you are, if that's even a thing, hmm. you're not even trying. You haven't even begun. And that's where I really put emphasis on helping people become aware of what they feel like right now 
And regardless of the thoughts that are making you feel or the external factors that are uh, eliciting this kind of response. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's something that's always been there. Uh, and it's something that I've put more emphasis on lately. Because I think there's more. Yeah. Much more. Yeah. Yeah. You went through a bit of a hiatus of, of like strength training and just uh, I remember I was listening to something else, an interview with you and you were, you were saying like you were almost like sickened by the whole Instagram, social media bullshit and just, you know, it's like, what is your why? Is your why because you want a million followers or mm -hmm. is there actually some true anchor point? you know, that's, that's, that's deeper than just superficial validation. Right. Uh, you know, it's like, I'm a fan of Simon Sinek. Okay. So yeah, uh, this whole why thing is great, but why is too complicated? Hmm. It's like, why? I don't fucking know. There's too many layers. That's like asking you the meaning of life. It's like, Oh, do you know the meaning of life? Uh, no, I'm not sure. But the question, what for what is tangible? It's objective. It's something that you can define, you can anchor yourself into. Mm. And uh, the combination and the sum of the what's is what allows you to actually see the why. Mm. So it's about flipping it inside out. And I, I think, I think uh, Simon Sinek says like why, how, who or something like that. I'm not uh, sure. Yeah. Whatever something, it is, like it doesn't matter. We all have our formulas. We all have our, our things. Yeah. But I think, uh, yeah, definitely I, I took a little break uh, when I became a parent, uh, foster parent first, and then adoptive uh, foster parent, uh, where I realized that the importance of taking care of yourself uh, at the most basic level happens inside of you and we all have this little voice uh we all have these little conversations and these little feelings that are important to acknowledge that they exist yeah and the sooner we develop a relationship with those that is authentic as people like to say today uh, that is real and that um is uncomfortable and comfortable at the same time you you start seeing more and more uh, who you really are uh, in context to this artificial uh, world we've created for ourselves hmm. yeah i think it's it's really interesting <clears throat> looking at our movement yeah there was a, a another i guess you could call it a study where they're measuring people's they're doing uh emgs electromyographs which is shutting uh muscular like the electrical stimulus off of muscles mm -hmm. and they were measuring it around pain points around the spine you know and so what they found with people was parts in the back where they're experiencing pain like you know thoracic spine low back whatever it was what they found was that it wasn't what you'd think where it's like red hot like whoa lit up what you found it was actually disengaged or disassociated you know, and I think it's really interesting when you watch people move through the world, the level of disassociation that we have in our physical bodies, right? A good percentage of our bodies, like in, in like the CrossFit space or whenever, you know, most powerlifting spaces, it's like, oh, your, your butt is disengaged. Like you turn on your butt. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. hashtag. <laughs> yeah. You know, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, and it's like that I, I, I'm pretty positive on this or at least very confident that there's, there's a direct association 
between the level of connection and integration that we have throughout our physical nervous system body and our emotional, mental, all those other parts, spiritual, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I, dude, I, I follow you 100%. I think that that's the biggest thing. I think, okay, so there, there are a couple of things that kind of come up and, and to try to uh, share a parallel with what you just said. Uh, kind of related to myself right now. Is there a tissue around here? Yeah, I'm sure there's something. I had my own. Uh, People can hear I'm very congested. Oh, it's in my pocket. There you go. I apologize. You're good. You're <laughs> good. Would... Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> you don't. Want, you don't want the snot just dripping. No, down. I can. I can hear myself <laughs> dripping in the it's background. Sn- yeah, it's no, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about the connection of emotional, physical, like just the. As we move through the world, there's a lot of like depression is becoming the number one leading cause of disability in is, the is world. Is that is that a new thing? Ah, uh, well, it's it's getting it's getting. Or are we just becoming aware that that's something that exists? I don't because know. we're all so fucking strong, right? Sh- yeah, I don't we're know. so strong. I'm asking you. I don't know. I don't know. Well, <laughs> Nothing has changed, and everything has changed, hmm. right? We as human beings have had to make such a uh, a leap in progress and evolution in, in the last, what, 5,000 years, 3,000 years? Uh, 10,000 years is the well, rare Yeah, 10,000 years. Uh, 10,000 years is, is the time we've been alone, supposedly, right. uh, as the only homo sapiens, uh, homo, mm. out there. Uh, because 75,000 years ago, there were several... Uh, different species of us. Yeah. So it, we've been alone, quote unquote, for a very short period of time. And within that period of time, we've gone through big transitions like uh, agriculture and fast forward all the way through the industrial revolution. And then uh, all of a sudden going into uh, a technological revolution and having um, the information era happen. And now transitioning from the information age to the conceptual age uh, there's a lot of changes that are happening and we're rapidly having to adapt to uh, this environment that we've created and it's almost like we can't catch up hmm. but in the process of catching up we are uh, absorbing so much information and learning so much about who we are physically psychologically emotionally spiritually if you will whatever that means yeah right right uh that it's starting to create confusion and confusion is happening because we're so damn safe that we need to create unsafe feelings and situations for ourselves to be able to tap into who we really are naturally and that's why we have uh, gyms like this. This is a fake environment we're sitting in right now that we've created to challenge ourselves as physical beings. And then meanwhile, there's a parallel universe that's the technological universe that's like, oh, how do we create a VR experience of this? And if you don't move at all, we just do everything internally. Uh, now all of a sudden, we're starting to see AI. So artificial intelligence, and we see people like Elon Musk and uh, Mark Zuckerberg talking about these things because they know that that's where we're going. 
And it's an extremely interesting time. And in the process of being aware of this intelligence that we are and that we are creating, uh, there's a huge dissonance. And because we're able to become aware at some level of this dissonance, we're starting to feel some weird shit. And mm. that weird shit, for lack of better words, is what you may feel sometime if you take a nap in the middle of the day and all of a sudden you wake up and you don't really know where you are and you're just like, you have that moment where you're like, am I alive? Is this is this life? And you ha have you ever had that? That like I get it all the time. If I if I get up uh, too fast, uh -huh. you get the lightheaded thing. Yeah. Have you? Have, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know, it's called like hypo something. It's there's a fancy polyslavic word for it I'm facing right now, but I'll get it to the point. I've gotten it to the point where like I'll like pass out. Uh huh. Have you ever had that experience mm -hmm. before? Of course. And so when I have that experience, I almost feel like I like I die. Like I, like I come back and like I won't recognize you. I won't recognize for a second. There's this weird blip of like, okay, I died, and I get a second chance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like super strange. Well, it's good that you feel like you got a second chance. A lot of people, I think, experience that now because we have the opportunity of experiencing that because we're safe most of the time. Most more than we are unsafe, we are lucky more than we are unlucky, that it makes you start thinking, like, what is this? What should I, should I be doing something else? Is this right? Is this wrong? Like, what, what is this? Yeah. And it starts um, driving us to uh, feel unsatisfied or less or uh, we don't know how to put value on ourselves. And that's why at this time where we live in uh, such a fast pace and transition of the information era, era to the uh, conceptual era uh, to find utility on a daily basis. Meaning, use what you have and do something practical with that. Like use your body, use the thoughts, the ideas that you have, execute on them, try things, get feedback. Because every little ounce of feedback, every repetition can be a successful repetition in terms of what you learn from it if you can just pay attention to that. Yeah. And that's what you could call deliberate practice or whatever it is you want to call it. Uh, focus, a, 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 a flow state, or whatever the fuck people are saying yeah, right whatever now. it's called right I don't now. care. Just pay attention, okay? Yeah. And do every day. Do something every day, even if it's five minutes. Those five minutes alone of whatever it is you're practicing, that's going to give you information that is your information. Not information that's coming from the internet, not information that's coming from the media or from your neighbor. It's coming from you. And the more we do that, we see it in, in kids. I mean, in the foster care system, uh, today, uh, my wife, Tanya, she was reading an article for me, and she said, the best therapy for, there was a quote in this article, the best therapy for foster kids is permanency. It's that consistency. Can you say it again? Yeah. The best therapy for kids who have trauma or have uh, have lost their parental figures or their family and they have uh, attachment challenges, the best therapy is permanency. Hmm. And that's exactly what we did as parents. Every day we were there. And we're just right. like, good morning. Good night. Love you. Here's a meal. 
Sleep well. I know you hate me. I'm still here. Right. You know, even when you slam your door. It, it totally, I still love you. I love you. Yeah. I love you. You're great. <laughs> and you're not my real dad. You're not my real mom. Uh, you know these things. Have you had you're, that? Of course. Wow. Of course. What's that like? Sucks. Like the first time your kid says that they hate you and they question your integrity as a parent. There's a lot that you have to really dive into to comprehend mm. and that that sense of permanency is something that comes with repetition it's like you didn't start this podcast and on day one you're like i know exactly how to move these buttons how to get the sound levels right no one listened to the early podcast right? please <laughs> I, I know exactly how to ask questions <laughs> Here I am, Aaron. I'm fucking great at this. Yeah, no. no not even close. You don't have clue. I have a clue. But guess what? Every every rep you did, whether it felt good or bad, you were getting information and you stuck with it. And what are you on now? Episode 150 or 100? I've done like 160. We've released about 128 or so. See, that? that's a fair amount of repetitions. How long is every single episode? An hour? About that, yeah. Right? That's a lot of hours that you put in. Break that down into minutes, into words, into seconds, yeah. into uh, looks into each other's eyes, right? Yeah. That's, That's a, a lot. <laughs> right? You feel it? I do. Right now, we're looking at each other, and you're like, something's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a big deal. It's a practice. You know, this is something that I find really, really interesting that I've mentioned previously is uh, I've been threatening to write an article about this called The, the, the Fitness of Empathy. Mm -hmm. Right. So when, as we're communicating to each other, our ability, we've been kind of mirroring each other's positions back and forth. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh yeah. yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And that's For just sure. something that you naturally do to be a, a, a decent or good communicator. Mm -hmm. Right. And so as we go through, if you do like method acting or any kind of acting, you'll practice all these different facial expressions uh -huh. right so we have something paul ekman said we have something like ten thousand different facial expressions that we can take on right and then how many infinite physical expressions can we take on mm -hmm. you know so those are actually that's actually physical practice to be able to empathize and connect with another person mm -hmm. right and so it's if we are limited in our capacity to communicate maybe we need to do more training mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it's not just like well i'm not really a good communicator it's like no you need reps yeah yeah, every rep gives you information. Yeah, that's it. <clears throat> and you mentioned beautiful. videotaping yourself, which yeah. is a big thing as well. Being able to hear like, oh, that sucks. Mm -hmm. Or talk about what you're doing. If you were to describe every single movement that you are doing right now and you practiced that, it, first of all, time slows down, right? That when time slows down, you are younger, longer. <laughs> yeah right yeah, thought about that quite a bit <laughs> which is is something that in in health and wellness we care a lot about yeah. right uh time gives you an opportunity to see more to not react and to start responding uh, describing what you're doing is like watching video <laughs> it's just that you are the camera right you are the one that's capturing every sound bite every frame and that's beautiful. That's, that's part of practice. And that's part of uh, deliberate practice, too. And, you know, uh, talking about training right now, we're sitting here in the gym that I currently train at, which is Telegraph CrossFit. Great space. And it's a, it's a great space. I love it. And, and uh, uh, I came here because I needed help. 
And I, I told Angel, who owns the space, I was like, dude, I'm fucked. Like, my body hurts. Mm. I, I'm scared of training. I'm scared of working out. Mm. I just don't feel like myself. I don't know what to do. I'm also, I feel uncomfortable going to a CrossFit gym where uh, people may know me and expect something of me yep. and then see that I'm less. Yeah. That, that was tough. Uh, and then I, I, I was reminded of what makes me good at what I do and what I do really well. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying this out loud right now because I'm proud of it. And I, I truly believe it's uh, part of my success, whatever that may mean, right? Success is a very subjective thing, yeah. but I feel successful. Therefore I am successful oh. is that I make things look simple. I make things look easy. And I put a lot of effort into doing that. And it's actually not that hard. But it, it's a lot of effort, if you know what I mean. Yeah. The word hard is something that uh, I appreciate because it's a code that gives us information and context. But things aren't that hard. They just take a lot of effort. Hmm. Right? That's the hard part. Yeah, right. Right? And I think that's something that I realize here is that when I, I get these comments a lot, of whether I lose the workout, meaning I come in last or I picked up less weight, however you're measuring your performance, uh, the comments are always like, I don't know what it is, Carl, but when I look over at you, you're just like, no big deal. We're running, right? Yeah. Or we're lifting. And you make it look really beautiful. And I, I'm inspired by that. Like, I, I want to look like that. I want to I wanna perform like that. I want to feel like I think you are feeling, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And that right there is, is, is the essence of like mimicking. Like you are, you're right now, we're in a straddle or whatever, and we're yeah. sitting here talking to each other, and we have our hand on our thigh, and yeah. whatever it is we're doing. Always that, doing it. That's the thing, right? It's I want to mimic what you're doing because it seems like it's, it's kind of beautiful. It's kind of nice, and it looks like it feels good, and yeah. it's different. Yeah, yeah, that's the... Uh, so what... <clears throat> tangible practices is there anything that you do on a regular basis do you have like morning rituals or evening rituals anything like that wanted to take a break and thank four sigmatic for supporting this podcast as you guys know if you leave a review on itunes we and we read the review we will send you out a box of mushrooms from those guys four sigmatic is a radical company where they infuse various different medicinal mushrooms into teas and coffees saying so things like reishi and maitake and cordyceps and all the ones people like tim ferris and all the guys are getting down on it i love this stuff use it every day get yourself 10 percent off at foursigmatic.com slash align 10% off for sigmatic f-o-u-r-s-i-g-m-a-t-i-c dot com slash align here we go back to the show thank you there, there there are no rituals in my in my life okay yeah and if if uh we were to pick one i i breathe i eat food i sleep Dude. uh yeah well just paying attention just being conscious that you breathe yeah like how many people ever really it's like i breathe they're like oh shit you're right I do breathe. Like uh -huh. I, maybe maybe that's, that could be 
I could be putting a little bit of intention into that. Yeah. You know, one thing that I do, and, and this is someone everyone talks about, it's being thankful and uh, saying that you are grateful for what you actually have in this moment. I do do that a lot. And, uh, you know, one of the big things that uh, made me realize that that's something that I was doing was when I was a kid and I, 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 I learned, quote unquote, that when you blow out your birthday candles, you make a wish, right? And you wish for something. And my wish has always been the same. Oh, God. Yeah. You're going to tell us. And you can say it. (laughs) Who fucking cares? I'm going to say it. It's, I wish happiness and health for everyone who surrounds me. So good. It was never about me because I knew that if you were happy, that person was happy. Happiness is relative, of course. We can talk about that. We can go deep into that rabbit hole. And healthy, I was okay. I was going to be fine because I'm great. I feel great. Although I've had really dark, uh, troublesome experiences internally, uh, but knowing that everyone around me, that my support system, the people I care about the most are okay, makes me okay. Yeah. And that's... As simple as that. Yeah. And I think that's where I, I if I, I were to have a ritual, that that's it. I, I mean, I say thank you a lot. Yeah, I think that somebody, I got this off of maybe Tony Robbins or something, but the, the definition of depression is focusing entirely on yourself, which, I mean, I'm, make, I'm like paraphrasing and probably butchering mm-hmm. that, but something along those lines. When you just become consumed by how can Carl, 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 you know, it's, right. it, it becomes a really dark, lonely little, little, uh, corner that you put yourself in, you know, yeah. but when you start to come out, it's the, it's a sim, it's the same conversation of the, the EMG spinal electrical stimulation thing. It's like, if you can integrate and turn on all the electricity in your physical body, that's a similar metaphor for being able to turn on the electricity in the relationships around you, yeah. being able to turn on your community. Yeah. You know, when you're in that turned on community and I'm feeling this since moving out to like LA more than ever, you know, it was just like, whoa, you can like really lock in. Uh huh. You know, I agree. You know, there's a lot of places where you just feel this like lone wolf type mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, we identify with that <clears throat> and it's almost romanticized in certain ways, but I think. I well, the lone wolf mentality is actually important because that's where the most creative self comes out. That's where you explore yourself. Yeah. But you need to have a practical application and a collective application of that lone wolf. The lone wolf also needs to come back to the pack and be a leader, or be a follower. That's it. Right? That's important because that's where you put into practice the, lo- the lone wolf mentality and the learnings. And if you don't put those learnings into practice, you never really get tangible information and feedback yeah and we need that like we're we are designed for that that's what our nervous system is designed for that's where our bodies our skin is for that yeah right yeah i have some videos that i've I've never actually released of me like by myself in some place in spain actually i'm just thinking this because of the whole spain stuff and uh just dark lonely but during that dark loneliness, I ended up kind of just doing kind of stuff like I'm doing right now and exploring these different ranges of emotions. And uh-huh. I'm like, well, all I got is, all I got is this thing here, you know, my, my vessel, you know, so I'll tinker with it and I'll just spend the night kind of high, like seeing what I can do in my body, <laughs> yeah, you know, and making these videos of like, this, you know, and all that. And it's like, 
the the value that I could feel there, all of a sudden there was this like stoic kind of perspective change where it went from like, I'm lonely, this is, you know, what's the point of any of this, whatever, to, oh, I can dig in and then I can bring it back. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it became this thing, but it, it's that, it's it's pairing that lone wolf thing with, okay, go in, give back, go in, give yeah. back. Then it feels like maybe a complete circuit. Maybe I'm just making that up. No, but. you're not. I mean, think think about someone like Elon Musk right now talking about going to Mars. If we could go to Mars, for example, to explore, okay, a person, we know there's been some technology sent out there, so there's information that comes back. But if you send something out to explore and it never comes back... <laughs> it's like it never happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for what? what? What are you doing? For one person to experience that? It doesn't make any sense. So whatever it is you are experiencing right now, whatever it is you're learning on a daily basis, whether you work in technology or you work in the gym or you squatted and all of a sudden you're like you picked up an extra pound or you explored a new range of motion. You're like, oh, that feels interesting. Share that with someone and you will immediately close that feedback loop. And when you close that loop, you'll get information. That information is tangible. That information allows you to add value somewhere to yourself or to others. Mm. It gives you a data point, a reference. It allows you to set a trend. It's part of who we are. So we need to have a practice, right, that is for ourselves and for others. Otherwise, we we don't get that full experience. And it's, this is just a reminder of that. Yeah. It's as you're saying that the whole like super obvious, if a tree falls in the woods and there's no way around to hear, it doesn't make a sound, you know? So it's like, okay, great. The frequency was created. The waves are out in the world mm-hmm. right now. They're just waves. Right. But we need an interpretation mas- machine in order for that to actually be felt. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's having that, that, that it's that, that dual communication connection thing that just, I don't know, I felt personally, the times that I've, I've experienced a lot of depression, it feels like a lack of integration. Mm-hmm. Your depression stuff, was that, was there like a, a turn? You, you mentioned you, you were kind of in like a place of feeling depressed. Is that like, what does that look like? Yeah, it was, um, there was a lot that happened. I mean, I went from being, uh, this single guy, of course, I, I've had a girlfriend for a long time, and who is my wife now, Tanya, uh, and and being focused on work and uh, reaching as many people as possible and building this empire of you know access and wealth and uh, innovation and just being the fucking shit, yeah. you know, Safe, like safety. I think yeah, is I was what just like, I was like, yeah, I'm the man, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, as unsafe as it may seem to a lot of people, the the behavior back then that like go get this thing, it felt really safe to me and yeah. it was awesome. And then uh, within that, I had already started experiencing this sense of oh, there's this very superficial approach to things. Uh, everyone's just kind of going by the book. Uh, the the drive for money the the fear that money creates in people and people who I thought were were close were actually never that close and just kind of realizing at that level where I was like oh yeah this this is not what I really wanted to feel and starting to separate from that 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 uh, led to being very uncomfortable with myself 
And then on top of that, I became a foster parent. And, and then also Tanya and I are parents to a teenager. And this teenager also has to adapt to us. And then all of a sudden we're mom and dad. And uh, we're starting to realize a lot about how the foster system is broken and how uh, it's very simple yet very complicated and uncomfortable to go through this process of becoming a parent and then becoming a parent and finding that attachment and then uh, eventually becoming empty nesters at a very young age uh, and it being very turbulent just everything felt really shitty and I felt really alone and misunderstood and uh, I started just not liking myself and anything that was uh, related to things that I was technically good at uh, I was just like for what who gives a shit you know for what yeah who gives a shit and it was to the point where it's like every morning I would wake up and I just hated my life I hated myself uh, I didn't want to commit suicide but I I felt, I genuinely felt this deep sense of, I understand why people want to die. And I was like, if I died, it would be fine. You know, it's fine. I don't care. I don't want to live. I'm not going to kill myself, but I don't want to live. Hmm. Uh, I really don't like my life. And it took a couple of, of things. One, I, I went to Argentina and I was on this plane. I was sick the whole way. I just was not feeling good and I got there and uh, I had a seminar and the night before the seminar I just got sick and uh, I felt super ill and I was throwing up and I just fainted in my in my hotel room and woke up whatever made it to the seminar did the seminar halfway through I was super dizzy I had to call one of my coaches that was with me to take over he took over for a while and then I I finished the seminar I coached it sitting down and then that night I went to bed again I woke up in the middle of the night had this like major panic attack and I called my mom and I was just crying I was just crying my eyes out and I was feeling so just overwhelmed and all I could say was just, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for being my mom. Thank you for being my dad. Like just, I'm so thankful that I had this wonderful experience as a, as a kid. And now I can provide that for my kid. And I was just, that was part of the healing process. Hmm. And then some time went on and... I remember waking up one day and I had that voice in my head like, oh, you suck, fuck you, you're shitty, you just fucking die, whatever. And then something happened where it was just a separation. And I was like, what are you fucking talking about? You're healthy, you look pretty good, you're doing well without even working that much. You're being successful. You're maintaining this family. You're maintaining this uh, apartment in San Francisco that's hard to do alone. Uh, and uh, you, you have a great wife now, and you're married, and she has a great job, and uh, you guys are providing for your child, and your child is relatively healthy, and she's, she's bound to do great things, and everything's fine. What are you talking about? And uh, ever since, just something just released. And I, mm. I started making changes in my life where I started working with what I had. And I, I started detaching from the things that I thought I had to do to uh, 
find validation or yeah. whatever it may be. And yeah, just it's been a long process. But in that process, I've I've found my physical self again. I found my intellectual self again, and uh, I'm very comfortable with it. And I challenge myself every day to be better in different ways. Uh, I'm not scared of being misunderstood. It, it it's just this completely different uh, feeling, and it's it's the reminder that I have an intrinsic drive to myself that's just so. Uh, it's just burning, yeah. you know, and it's burning so hot. Yeah. And I'm so ready to go that I, I'm just, the hardest thing is exercising patience. Yeah. Right. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I wonder with the time that you entered into the more depressive place, if maybe that could have been some degree of like molting other layers, you know, and that you would go through that purgatory stage where sometimes if you leave your old <clears throat> perspectives or friends or whatever it may be, if you are willing to take that adventure, like Joe Campbell, hero's journey kind of thing, then you probably go through this purgatory space where it's like, I don't know who I am. I don't have any friends. I feel ungrounded. I, I don't know. It, not to put that on you, but it was. Do you think there could have been any type of like swing type that or? Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I definitely felt like there was something there, and if uh, I had to go through that again, I would do it, uh, no doubt about it. Yeah. Because of what I know now, that I was actually preparing myself for hmm. and i think i think the the job at hand right now is finding words and uh shareable actionable steps that are potentially translatable to other people to products to brands to philosophies to whatever it is people care about and if i can continue to do that I will continue to own my role as a catalyst to for change and growth, and uh, I'll help people do the same thing. And on top of that, uh, I'll be able to uh, get daily feedback of that the value, and I want to do that for as long as I can. Yeah, you know, until I'm 110. Do you make it back to Spain? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, do you, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you see culturally, the difference between like a San Francisco versus like a Barcelona or, or Granada? Where, where did you spend most? Where do you I spend was in Alicante, Alicante. With, which is south of Barcelona, Valencia. Cool. Yeah. 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 Mm, so Spain is interesting. When we moved to Spain, it was in 1986, uh, 87, and not very long before that move. Uh, Spain had a dictator, Franco. Yeah, right. So they lived in a dictatorship in addition to having a police state where La Guardia Civil, which is kind of like a type of police, was a military police. So uh, it's a different mindset. It's a different culture. Hmm. And it had just kind of started coming out of that where now there was a king, Juan Carlos, and there was uh, a president or prime minister, and uh, there was a democracy again, and it hadn't been a, a, around for more than you know 15 years, yeah. 20 years when we got there. And that's not very long 
so there's a there's a lot of that culture that still exists, and there's a lot of um, uh, the elderly today are very much about the doom and gloom, and you know the dark ages are here, and you need to protect yourself. Everything is on the defense. Yeah. And then the young generation is coming in, and they're very influenced by uh, the U.S. You know, all the movies, books. Uh, it comes from uh, this side of, of the world. Yeah. And then, uh, funny enough, uh, cartoons, kids' programs comes from Asia. So there's this concept of freedom, and you can be who you want to be, do what you want to do. And then uh, a technological advancement that exists that comes from Asia, and that all packaged in this Spanish culture. So what has happened is, from an uh, architecture perspective, if you, if you go there and you paid attention, you saw very old buildings with uh, very modern details added yeah. to it. Did you, did you oh, notice yeah. that? Oh, yeah, yeah. That is exactly what we see in uh, my generation in Spain right now. We see very old souls and mentalities and structures with very modern, very progressive details within them. And that's the mix that we see right now in Spain. And it's, uh, it's interesting because uh, what that did was it carried this really old soul foundation as, as people. Uh, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, just solid. And then these modern progressive ways of acting and behaving that were developed because we saw such a progression, like a rapid progression from mid-80s to the 2000s. Spain just boomed. And then there was a bubble, and that bubble just bursted. So it, it, they hit a very big crisis, and there was huge unemployment, and everyone fled from Spain. And what they did was they were uh, uh, getting paid unemployment in Spain, and then they took advantage of the European system to go to any European country, get a job in Ooh. England, in France, anywhere, crushing. get paid there, and then crushing their country at the same time yeah. without even being aware of what they were actually doing. But all of this coming from a survival instinct. That's the wolf in uh, Yellowstone. Uh-huh. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> and, and that's kind of what's happening in Spain right now. And uh, what's, what's interesting about that when it comes to training and taking care of your body is that people in Spain are moving really fast. So fast that they, uh, they're almost leaving their foundation behind. And once again... And from a physical practice perspective, we're going to see that bubble burst uh, very soon. Yeah. <laughs> it's very volatile, you know. Yeah, the uh, what I was kind of pondering on when I when I was mentioning the the comparison, or one of the things was the body language difference. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the, it's like the French paradox. We're like we're cruising around eating baguettes and you know butter all day. We're like we're still healthier than you. What's going on? Yeah, you know, it's like when you look at the body language and you know the gesticulation if you want to be you know fancy about it just the way that they are moving that their hands very the, dramatic yeah you know what we don't realize is you're always exercising you're always training you're always practicing you're always doing this fitness of empathy thing mm -hmm. and so if you're 
in a culture that demands you to open your hands up wide and bring your arms up over your head and all of a sudden your your pure existence ends up being this kind of like biological turnover right mm-hmm. you're healing yourself mm-hmm. right if you're in a place that's a little bit more withdrawn then all the levels of you start to become more withdrawn yeah I agree. You know, did you, do you, did you, is that something you notice going from there to here? I mean, San Francisco is kind of all over the place. So yeah, San Francisco is all over the place. San Francisco has nothing to do with the rest of this right. country. Um, yeah, I guess I did. I did notice. I've always noticed that uh, Spain is way louder yeah. uh, than it is here. And it's very dramatic. <laughs> and, but at the same time, it's an extremely lazy country uh, in many ways. But that laziness... Uh, can also be translated into understanding balance where it's not about just go, 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 go all day. It's go when you have to go and then don't go when you don't have to go. Do whatever it is you're doing and do that really well. Yeah. Right? Like take a siesta. Yeah. Take a nap. And if you're going to take a nap, get under the fucking covers. Right. You know? (laughs) Nap the shit out of your nap. Don't do this like little fake nap (laughs) thing. You know, like, get in there. Like, really fall asleep. Right. Uh, <laughs> so there may be something to it, you know? But they're ahead. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Do you siesta? Uh, I don't siesta, per se, but I do power nap, and I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. Meditate? I wouldn't say I meditate, like, uh, sit down there and just kind of close my eyes. Uh, sometimes I do. But I think my meditation is very simple. It's just paying attention to what I'm doing in every moment. It just slows you down. It's like, I think I did this last time we spoke, like looking at your hands. Did we talk about this? I don't remember. Yeah. I should have re-listened to the, to the last conversation. I listened to a bunch of ones when, when you and other ones. Well, if, you know, our listeners are, gotta go back. It was are episode listening early. right now. Uh, and and uh, you want to get a gist of, of meditation. This is something that Eckhart Tolle talks about and anyone whose meditation talks about, which is simply becoming aware of what is without judging or uh, trying to control it or change it. Uh, it's if you look at your hands right now, and you just look at them, you're probably going to look at your hands and you're going to recognize the hands that you see, hmm. right? Very simple. And you can start defining the hands. You can start talking about every wrinkle, every finger, every callus. Uh, if you have a ring, you have a ring there. Whatever it is, you can, you can describe those things. But now we can go a little deeper. If you look at your hands and as you're looking at your hands, you feel your hands – you feel what you are looking at. You may feel a little vibration in your hands. And that moment you see and feel at the same time, you are 100% present in that moment. Hmm. And that's the essence of meditation. And it's as simple as that. Every time you're training, you have an opportunity to do that. Every time you take a breath, you have an opportunity to do that. Every time you blink, you have an opportunity to do that. Every word you say, you can feel in your mouth that you're moving and your tongue and your saliva. You can feel. That is meditation. And the more present we become, the more we are in a meditative state, which is simply a state of presence. My power naps, you could call them meditation because I, I lie down or I sit down on the couch, whatever it may be I'm doing, I 
fall asleep, quote unquote, which is just close my eyes and I get into a state of trance for like five minutes and then pop out of it and I'm back. Yeah. Everything's great. Right. So yeah, I guess I meditate. (laughs) Everyone, here's the thing. It's like everyone wants the ritual. Everyone wants like, hey, what do you, what do you do? Like, how do you, how do you do it? To me, it's almost like an insult. You know, it's like, what do you mean? How do you, how, yeah, how do you be human? Like, how do you do, how do you do life? I don't fucking know. Do, do you think I know? Like, do you, no one knows. We wouldn't <laughs> be having these conversations yeah. if we knew. Yeah. What is it you do that's special? I don't know. But I'm doing, I'm aware of it, I'm sharing it, I'm taking in the criticism and the feedback, I'm trying to change it, I'm exploring that's it. Yeah. You know. You know what I mean. It's like. Yeah. Man. It's yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. We gotta. We gotta. We don't have to wrap up, but we. We. It's around the time to wrap up. But the, if there's anything that, you know, maybe this podcast or whatever, like the 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 goal or intention is is trying to find that that seed. Mm-hmm. You know, of uh, what is the thing? Which I don't know what the goal of the podcast is. I'm kind of making that up. But what is the what is the well, thing? what's the podcast called? It has something to do with alignment. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, can we do something really quickly? Yeah, let's, let's do so, it. Yeah, I done. think this is important. Align podcast, right? Align. What What does that mean to you? To me? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get started. Um, In one sentence. Align, the word, to me, connects that I come at it from the physical part, but, you know, Ida Rolf said we, we work on the body because it's what we can get our hands on, right? But it's that alignment, that connection between this physical, this fill-in-the-blank, every other thing, right? So the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So if you can simplify and start coming down into those subtle details of every aspect of your relationships, your business, your life, your movement practice, and you can align that, now we're talking. Yeah, right? So, so if there's anything people need to take away from this, there's something about alignment that allows you to connect at some level with someone, with something, in some way. Yeah. Right? And, and, and that was the word that you made emphasis on. You're like, align, will it come physical, which allows me to connect and the connection. And, and that's when you start getting excited yeah. because that's when you started kind of going back to, oh, yeah, this is kind of where I started this thing, yeah. which was maybe body alignment is important, right? Well, that's like the Trojan horse. Yeah, it's the excuse. It's the excuse. Yeah, I'm going to package this thing in alignment yeah. to um, sh- give you some tools and some conversations that may or may not be interesting but they may allow you to see where you can connect either to your own thoughts, your own process, your own craft, whatever it may be. Yeah. So if, if we were to give the listener something practical to go home with, it would be identify where you are strong and see those strengths translate to every aspect of your life. The beauty of that is that that's when you bring the weaknesses up with the strengths. And as they start to come up, you actually start to acknowledge them. And by the time you are acknowledging the weaknesses, they are already strengths. And all of a sudden you find that connection that there is no weakness and there is no strength. There's only you. Yeah. But 
because we're rational beings, we need to put some sort of code on these things. Yeah. And at the end of the day, going back to where we started, true human performance can only be measured by feel. Start to feel today. Start to be aware of what you're feeling. Don't judge it. Just accept what it is and realize that on the other side of that feeling, whether it's a good feeling or a bad feeling, there's some information that's valuable. Use that information and then act again. The feeling is what's going to allow you to continue to do that. Hmm. And regardless if it's comfortable or uncomfortable. And I think that's where you know I do this exercise with people uh, where I ask them what their superpowers are or their super skills are. And some people are like, well, uh, I make a killer lasagna. I'm like, cool. That's a great one. Well, that is, you know, uh, in reference to making something, crafting something that is nutritious, that you're either going to give to yourself or to others so they could continue to live. It's fueling, right? So that's one thing. Yeah. And then maybe the next thing people are like, uh, the other thing I'm really good at is uh, I'm really good at talking. I just, I can talk all day, right? <laughs> I'm communicating. I'm sharing information. Wow. So, okay. So, you, you're, you're, it's important for you to convey some sort of information. Also, the alignment is you want to convey information that is nutritional, that's going to give you something. Right. Uh, another thing that I'm really good at is, dude, I'm good at you know, pumping iron and building my body. I like building. All of a sudden, you start seeing this, this circle back like, I like to build things. I like to grow things so I can continue to nurture people. And I do that by sharing information through my words or, you know, in my book or on my podcast. That alignment of your three superpowers, regardless of what they are, if you find the translation of those and you start applying them to every moment of your life, you start finding meaning. And when you live life in the most meaningful way, when you look back, that's what we feel is fulfilling and represents happiness, regardless of it being hard, quote unquote, or easy. Yeah. That's it. That's great. Yeah. How do people find your stuff? How do people learn more? Uh, you can come visit me at freestyleconnection.com, and hopefully by the time this comes out, it's going to be updated and, and cool. We can put it out whenever, so yeah. just let me let me know the best time. I will. I will. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube. Uh, it's uh, youtube.com slash Carl Powley. You can find me there or Freestyle Connection as well. Uh, I have 500 videos plus cool. with instructional stuff, very practical. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Carl Powley and uh, on Facebook. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Amazon through my book Freestyle. Do you do any kind of like teaching type like online courses or anything like that type stuff? Or is, how do people learn from you without being beside you, the book? Yeah, the book. Uh, is that the best route? That's the best route for cool. now. Or you can come to my seminars, which I I uh, I have all around the world, and Sweet. they're kind of different. But I lately I've been doing, uh, I've I've been fortunate enough to be able to do a lot of work behind the scenes without having to promote myself too much or anything like that. I've I've created such a a strong community. Um, and relationships that I, I can kind of uh, work locally and affect globally, and I can still travel globally and continue to affect uh, change locally at home. Cool. Yeah. Thanks so much, man. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Super fun. Super fun. Align Podcast.
Thank you guys so much for listening and thank you Ample Meal for supporting this podcast. Ample Meal is a bottle of deliciousness. It's a comprehensive full meal designed to provide quality fuel when you don't have time to sit down and make a sandwich or whatever you're into. Uh, really good stuff. Just throw some water in there and it's got fats from macadamia, coconut, chia seeds. It's got wheatgrass, barley grass, chlorella, various types of fiber, probiotics. Really good stuff. Get yourself 15% off using the Align code at AmpleMeal.com and uh, A-L-I-G-N is the code 15% off on that purchase. All right, guys, thanks so much. Thank you once again so much for tuning into this podcast. If you guys want to show some support, show some love for what we're doing here, um, you can jump on the website, aligntherapy.com, A-L-I-G-N therapy.com. And then from there, a couple things you can do, one of which you could actually donate through Patreon. There's a link on the right-hand sidebar of the blog and podcast page. Uh, You can utilize the Amazon affiliate link. Uh, Anytime you or anybody you know buy some crap on Amazon, please and thank you. Bookmark that link. Every time you do it, we get something like 7% of your purchase and it helps support this show. It is awesome. So great. As well, something you could do that is ultra helpful. If you or anybody that you know has ears and likes books, uh, tell them to check out the Audible Trial dot com slash align that's a-u-d-i-b-l-e trial.com slash align and then from there that is uh, you get a free audio book from audible they have something like i don't know a bajillion different titles to choose from uh one that i would recommend that i got from them was shantaram i it's a huge book and uh, again all free no matter what size the book you get and that got me through i listened to that as i was traveling through morocco and uh, just really, really amazing website, uh, amazing service. Couldn't recommend it more, and uh, it kicks us down some scratchola every time you guys utilize that free thing. Costs you absolutely nothing, and you get a free audiobook, and you support the show. Boom. Um, thanks so much for reviews on iTunes. That's greatly appreciated. And thanks just in general for listening. Thanks for supporting. Thanks for, for spreading the word. All right. I can't express enough how much I appreciate all that. If you guys ever have any questions or comments, you feel free to email me directly at Aaron at aligntherapy.com. And I would love to talk. All right. See you guys. Thank you for listening. And remember to join the movement by subscribing to the podcast. If the information has been helpful, please share and leave your comments in iTunes. Aaron personally reads each one and it makes all the work worthwhile. Together, we will make a difference and continue to bring more powerful and inspiring messages to the world. Align Podcast.